The Not A Golf Podcast podcast may contain language not suitable for some listeners. If you choose to drink and listen, please enjoy responsibly and not while driving, chipping, or putting. During testing of this podcast, brain cramps were experienced by some trial listeners, most commonly in those with little to no sense of humor and those wearing white sans belt slacks. Results may vary. Listener discretion is advised. What kind of chips are you using? There. San Pete. Grande bag. Can you not see it? I mean, I can't. I just. Uh, yeah. Fine. Oh, those are those are real. Those are um the good. Yeah, those are definitely better than. Well, those are. I think those are made out of corn, aren't they? And yeah, they're uh, corn. Yeah, those are better nacho chips. Yeah, they're uh, pretty on point. And they're honestly at Fred Meyer's here. They're one of the cheaper brands. They're like $1.50 cheaper than Tostitos. So uh, we've we've sat down and done this before, actually. But I'd like to introduce to our listeners what we would like to call or what we call between two shows. It'll be an episode and a half. And it'll just be us three. And we'll talk about the previous show, talk about things that are kind of going on between shows because we don't uh, do a show every week or even on a regular. Uh, just So it just kind of gives us a chance to uh, talk, and that's what we want to do is we just want to talk. We want to get together as much as we can. We're so far away, and it just seems like this is the uh, – right now it's the only time that we get to be with the mineral, so – it is, and I'm sorry, folks. I should say that what I mean by just the three of us is myself, Buttons, and the mineral himself from Anchorage, Alaska, Bill Zink. Bill, how's it going this weekend? Uh, not too bad. We uh, officially got all the bunkers sand in, compacted, and we finished the chipping green ones today. Those were the final two that we had to do any kind of work on, really. We got them plate compacted and ready to go. For those of you following the bunker renovation going on at Anchorage Golf Course, bunker project officially in the books. Officially. Uh, as of what was started, we obviously, people, we've been talking about it. Um, we have a few come. holes. We have a few holes yeah, we still got to do. But we're but right know. at 360. I mean, it's got to be 300. Yeah, I'd say 365 because. When I showed up last year, my first task was the chipping green, and I spent, I guess, at least the first week or two on the chipping green before I got started. So, you know, that's right before August 1st. We're looking, we're staring August 1st in the face now. So that's exactly one year bunker project done entirely in-house. How many bunkers? I, I don't remember the total count. You did 23 bunkers. 23 bunkers totally in house Putting the chipping green. folks i'm talking no more than um no more than 10 hands even touch these bunkers i would say no more than a dozen so you're i mean you're looking at a pretty pretty good pretty decent and also we filled in and sodded over one two three four four plus bunkers i think five 
Like five bunkers we completely filled in and sawed it over. Yeah. That yeah. were there and now are not there. So I remember the number, at least the square footage number, being around 35,000 sand. But, of course, our disturbances were probably about 200% of that or better. So it was a good good job, guys. And, and just the tipping only, green I mean, itself, I mean, the tipping green a year ago was nothing. There was nothing there. And now we have a fully functioning tipping green with two bunkers. That's really Completely small. covered in grass, ready to go. A decent size one, too. On the side of a mountain. If you check out my Facebook page, I have a reel that shows the whole chipping green and one of the bunkers you can see that we did. Oh, yeah, we need to check that out. Yeah. We need to check that out. Speaking of Anchorage Golf Course, uh, all this is kind of, kind of not in preparation for the very first championship the USGA has ever held in the state of Alaska. It is now the last state to finally hold a USGA championship. All 50 states now have had it. We it is the looking... 60th U.S. Women's Senior Amateur Open. The 60th U.S. The 60th. Women's Senior Amateur not on Golf Channel, by the way. <laughs> I don't even know if you'll be if it'll be on a streaming service of any kind. I don't even know if they'll have cameras up there for it. You know, it'd be wonderful if uh, Buttons and I could get there and we would exclusively broadcast the USGA, US Women's Senior Amateur broadcast on YouTube on Not a Golf Podcast podcast. Yeah, excuse exclusively on NAGP on YouTube only. I'd take off work to broadcast it. That would be oh, like, man, sorry, Rich. Be our, you could be our on on course correspondent. We'll put a camera, put a camera in front of your nose, and yeah, camera and correspondent. You can be our our Faraday. I will be more than happy to do that. Anyhow, so that's coming up, and and that was that's a really. I know it's really underplayed. It's the U.S. Women's Senior Amateur, and as far as popularity, it's not. Oh, it's the lowest on the totem pole you can go. I'll be honest with you. I'd, I I guess I could have thought if you asked me, hey, is there – I would say, yeah, the USGA has you know a championship for everyone. But I would have never just come out and said, hey, I wonder where the U.S. Women's Senior Amateur is this year. Never. It, and so when I when I heard about it before I came, it was like, a, but then I really understood that that's really a, a special uh, milestone in, in golf for the United States, uh, for Alaska, and for especially Anchorage Golf Course. Yeah. So Honestly, I didn't even know there was a U.S. Women's Senior Amateur Open. I didn't either. I didn't either. But your golf course and the work you've done will go down in history in the books in the USGA for everyone to see for hundreds of years to come, hopefully. Yeah, they're putting the scoreboard up right now. Putting the scoreboard? They're building, so they're scoreboard, building, scoreboard? Yep, it, they're like building it. Is it just one of these that, that Tom went and wrote the names on? 
No, they actually have legit guys, and it's a it's a pretty big looking thing so far. They're starting it whenever I uh, when I left work today, so we'll see what it looks like when I go back up for golf tonight. It should be done. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That brings up a a, a good point. Have you ever noticed that golf pros always have that same handwriting for the score, the scoring, and it's really neat. I mean, it's real. It, you could tell it's a traditional style writing but all golf pros when they do their scoring it's all the same i wonder if they learn that in pga school if that's one of the classes that you have to do that handwriting wouldn't surprise i can do it wonderfully anyhow you have golf coming up today or as, as soon as this wraps up you're heading heading back to, heading AGC, back to AGC. how are you feeling yeah. about it uh, really good actually. I feel good today. I'm not too tired from work, so feel all right. I think it'll be a decent round. Are you thinking mid eighties? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm probably thinking. So I'm shooting for is you know eighty five, eighty seven, eighty seven is the highest I want to go. The rain, I'm sure, has made the course a little softer. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm jealous. Absolutely beautiful here right now. The course, I mean, it's greened up lovely over the last 10 days. And, yeah, especially with having sunny, beautiful weather yesterday and today. Oh, man, it looks so nice out there. Obviously, today was a, kind of a mow and go. I am, um, no, I didn't mow. We, me and Jason went in and raked. That's how you got the picture of three. We went and raked hole three. And then after raking, we did the bunker or the chipping green bunkers. That took a while because we had to go get some sand and drive it up and spread it out because the one little chipping green bunker by the ball shed, it did not have close to anywhere close to enough sand in it. It was at like maybe two inches across the board. So you're feeling low. Yeah, I'm feeling at least like the low. Low. I don't think I'll break my record of 83 today. Um, so the number I was just thinking. Uh oh. I don't think I'll break it, but I'm feeling good. That's why I'm thinking 85. It really was. I was so thinking 83. All right. So I'm not. I'm not gonna shoot any kind of numbers. All right. No kinds of scores. No birdies. But what I I do think is the key, and this is a little probably better pressure for you, <laughs> is it's four par fours. That's 14 fairways. I think finding 13 are all fairways and keeping and keeping keeping the ball in short grass. Even if even if you think you need to sacrifice yardage, keeping the ball in short grass and trusting trusting your putting, I think you I think you accomplished that 83 today. I also only want to lose one ball. No, no. Fair, you find fairways if you keep your mind on fairways. 13, 14 fairways. Even if I got to pull up, you know, if I got to pull up a little bit and not not try to get, you know, you got wide fairways like like 10. Uh 10 yeah. is a good rip it fairway. Yeah, 11's a good one. 11's a good one, but there's 12 cuz 11 you got to cross. Six, yeah, six squares. Going in the six is hey, let me just keep this. The Fourteen. First one, let me keep it right down the middle. Even if it's short, it's par five. 
uh, a relatively easy par five considering. Yeah, it really is. I can read more difficult. If I if I had a good see, that's my issue. Is I know, uh, six nine, six and nine definitely. Fourteen not as much, but I know six and nine. It's like I know I can easily reach those in two if I hit a good drive. But if I don't hit a good drive, I can't reach them in two. So that's where I get in trouble. Is if I don't hit a good drive, I'm f. But if I had a great drive, I can reach that two easily. My father told me we have a hole at our home course of its par five, and it's and it goes downhill. The tee shot uh, is probably level for 200 yards or so, and then it goes downhill into a valley and then back uphill to the green, but you can see the green from the tee. I mean, it's a beautiful hole, and it's wide. It looks wide, not necessarily quite as wide because the fairway sloped. But my dad said that they, when you get up here, it gives you confidence. You can see from one end, from the start of the hole all the way to the end. And when you get up here, your mind says, let me try to get a little extra. Yeah. And when you try to get that little extra is when you pull it just a hair you pull it just a hair in that fairway or if there's any kind of draw in that fairway that you didn't start out on the right side, you're probably down left side, you know, stymied. No no chance of reaching reaching the green. So I, six, I think, is that way at, at Anchorage is you stand up on the tee and you can see it's a straightaway. I mean, you could land a Boeing on that fairway. Mm-hmm. And you get up there and you think, all right, let me just try to get that little extra. It's par five. Especially with your fucking fairway bunker sitting out there. I'm like, man, I want to clear that thing. I don't want to hit in it. It's out of bounds right. It's dead left. I mean, if you're if you go left into trees or more, you're you're definitely not on in two. You're struggling at three if you're not hitting, you know, whatever. So focus <clears throat> get the fairways. I think if you just Every hole you start, of course, think shot by shot. But you step up to a hole and you think fairway. If I play from the fairway, I, bogey's my worst. Yeah, if I, I don't even want bogey. Fairway. Yeah. Sound good. Anyhow, <clears throat> moving on. The um, the last show. Well, that's not really anything in particular about the last show. Um, that my pick'em suck. But I, I do want to mention here on our new NAGP pick'em scoreboard that you do have a win. I do have a win. I am so proud of NAGP, that. In our NAGP cup standings, you're tied for second with Mr. America, Donnie B. I like that little and little thing like in the back, little scoreboard. And then Keep track of our wins. Chef and I tied at fourth. With no wins, with a with a NAGP season coming to a close. Oh, I'll bring that up. Don't don't let me forget to to mention that. But anyhow, pickums, you do you are on the board, and with the season coming to a close, it looks like you might hang right there in that second or third area. Anyway, so anyhow, uh, I do want to kind of wrap up. A season, I, I don't, I don't, not quite sure how we want to do it. It doesn't really matter. But then come out with uh, a new season. Uh, maybe, maybe this is the point that we wrap this up, move into a new season, and start um, 
Well, let me kind of a new feel, new new attitude. We're learning a lot, and um, I want to get more guests in here. So I I, I think it's I think it's the more it's, it really means nothing more than kind of a uh, a growth thing, turning the chapter. Well, we have this is what we've done. What six episodes? Five. Five. That's right. We were supposed to have done six. No, the next one is six. Well, if we, if man, it would be tough to do, I think. I was thinking if we could somehow squeeze in five episodes in the next almost two months, that would put us right at the beginning of football season, like the first Thursday night game. And then we could start season two. Because we have 10 Saturdays, I want to say, or nine Saturdays before football season starts. So what, what, is the, what are you trying to accomplish with getting five episodes in before football? Ten. Ten episodes a season. We're at five. I so like I well, ten episodes a season. The first season is only six episodes. Yeah, I mean, that I is true. I, that, a lot was, of, that was my point. That was my yeah. point. Is I like the ten episodes. I like I the too, but I really think that we should be start back with football season. Yeah, I mean, the office only has like seven episodes in the first season, and that show is great. Mm-hmm. So, but all the great ones always start with an abbreviated season. That I that it, that was kind of part of my reasoning for wanting to kind of cut it. It's a it's our preface. It's our season one. It kind of closes out that 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 season or that that chapter one. We move into football season. Pickums gets a lot lot more interesting. There's a lot more to talk about. Um, I can you know I, I just think it it gets better better here, and I think we close out this chapter before we move on to the to the next one, and then I think ten episodes actually or even more because if we do a season, if a season's one year that's a recording less than a month so and that's kind of one thing i would like to and it's hard it's hard to do when when this isn't your full-time job but it, at least have a rotation that people can depend on yeah instead of it is definitely like, you'll definitely get more followers and more listeners if you put out a regular schedule even if it's not Make every week, on yeah, putting saying, "Hey, we're gonna do one every two weeks," yeah, is a fair. And actually, sticking to that schedule, right? No matter what. No matter what. You know, I will. I ain't got a life. I ain't do shit. So we don't either. I'm always available. I mean, you know, we just do what we do. And and I, I like going into <laughs> uh, season again. We're self-sustained. We have everything we need to put out content. We don't need we don't need new shit. Um, of course, we would like to upgrade some of our, especially upgrade you, and and get get you sounding a little better, get some better stuff in on on you, and then. But really, we don't we don't need. Well, when I get my PFD, should be able to do that. Should be able to do what? Upgrade my stuff. We just need to get you some internet. What did he say? What is a PFD? Yeah, 
personal fund dividend from the state of Alaska. Alaska gives out every year to Alaska residents. Right. Are you allowed to disclose how they? Yeah, I'm getting thirty two hundred dollars. What? September twentieth. Is that is that every every resident? It changes every year. Yes, everybody that lives there gets it. Well, I think if you work for, you have to work for something. You have to be a resident or have this as your, you know, worker. I'd be like, you can leave the state for, uh, I think it's four or six months out of the year, but this has to be like your permanent address. And you so if you leave the state, yeah, you don't, you have to be here for at least six months out of the year. But, the six months you're not here, this still has to be your permanent address. You have to be an Alaska resident who just happens to work six months out of the year somewhere else. Hey, <laughs> I know someone. <laughs> the only thing is, I'm the six months out of the year that I do work is the six months in the summer. <laughs> yep. So, oh, that's how a lot of people are. Yeah, I That's would, what a lot I of the come, I would have to come back to Alaska for the for the dark cold part. Yeah, but uh, technically the the PFD is only two thousand this year, but they're also doing an energy relief check fund type deal to help with um, cost of electricity and gas and everything, and that is twelve hundred dollars. Wow, that's cool. And so between the 2000 PFD and the energy relief, they're combining it into one and distributing it on September 20th. Um, last year, the PFD was 1100. Two years ago, it was 13. Three years ago, it was 16. It's been going down and down and down. And this year, the governor finally had enough of it. Uh, enough of it was like, no, Alaskans, they need it. This is theirs. They get it every year. They're you. No. He wanted to give us the original, what it used to be, and what for many years it was, I think, like 5,800 or 56 or something like that. And that's what he wanted to do. And then they, they just said, no way in hell. And so he was shooting for 36, and they still said, no way in hell. And so then he was like, well, how about 2,000 and a relief check to total 32? And they were like, okay. So we're getting thirty two hundred dollars. I'll let something else, and it'll get down to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I I think that's a great thing for the state because just the cost of living out there, and it's not a it's not a cost of living like California. It's because people want to be in California. That's why it's so damn expensive, and California is just fucking expensive. But Alaska is a little different. It's and it's really because of accessibility. Is that get, yeah, we're just the hell out of here. Alaska, is is very difficult it takes forever if you have something shipped it's takes twice as long as it takes to get anywhere else and especially if that thing's big and can't come by plane or it has to or by semi it has to come by boat that takes right. even, uh, so long so I, but regular postage i mean my parents ship stuff like they'll be like oh we sent your box on like a monday or tuesday on like the flat rate box usps like flat rate and it'll be there by Thursday or Saturday, you know, three to five days. So imagine if you got away from, you know, Anchorage, Fairbanks, and 
Juno. Yeah, then it's a lot. Yeah, I couldn't. A lot trickier. Yeah, like people that live out in Nome, Barrow, and even some of the other, like even down in the Aleutian Islands and, you know, like Ketchikan, Kodiak Island. Like even them, it's a lot trickier. Another Alaska thing that I noticed is I, I grew up um, and I've been around plenty of airports, um, flight lines, military bases, but there is not an active, more active sky than over Anchorage, Alaska. Yep. That is That's the, Anchorage also has the number one, the busiest float plane airport yes, in yeah. the world. Yes, they do. Yep. And some of the Alaska has some of the best bush pilots. Yep. And Anchorage, Alaska, I don't know this year for like 22, but I know in 21, it was the busiest uh, cargo airport in the world. And think, it has been for like right. a few years. I think you're right. It is. It yeah, is. It's, it's the busiest it's, international cargo airport just because so much stuff comes from China to here and then from here to like New York and all over lower 48 Canada and everywhere. So, yeah, we get more international cargo flights than anywhere else in the world. Alaska's, Alaska's pumping, dude. People don't know it, man. It is. It's a uh, it's a great state. It's I mean, it's hard to hard to the only the only thing we found the issue with is you can't ship liquor. You can't ship alcohol into the state. So if you're a member of like a bottle club or uh, you have a, a particular taste that is not offered in the package stores, you are just SOF. But Alaska, what a beautiful, what a beautiful state. And it's, uh, it's great that it is where it is. If it was if it was any closer to the equator, you would just have turned into Florida and California. So Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad we're way up here, away from the lower 48. Anyway, so we actually started talking about golf. Maybe we moved on. I think we moved on. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Oh, I think yeah. you decided I was going to – I think both of you kind of decided I was going to hit my 83. Horse is in really I good shape. It really helped me. On it, but I... Yeah, I didn't really. I just said that was when you said the number. I was like, man, that was what I was totally in my head. I think that being so your that. your I'm main focus is just hey, easy. Just it's easy. Put it. Just put it in the fairway, and every yeah. shot. Hey, from here, just not force it. Not try to force anything. Play within but... your your limits. Play <laughs> I, your I can safely you... say my main issue is my mid irons and i would say mid iron like seven to four iron because i don't use my three iron much in the fairway it's more of my short iron t club um so my main issue is hitting the greens and actually getting it like i can i either hit the green and i'm so fucking far away that i end up three putting or I miss the green and then I chip and then my chip is either, you know, fairly close to where I normally two putt, but occasionally I three putt. And then that's where my score goes bad is because if I, like, if I could just hit my mid iron when I do land it on the green, if I could put it just a little closer and be a little better accuracy with that, 
I would two putt more often as opposed to three putting because you know we got some big ass fucking greens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I have like hundred foot putts sometimes. Like it's kind of hard to lag that up there in a two. <laughs> or like I said, I miss and then I got a chip and that's extra. And then I still two putt or three putt sometimes depending on how my chip goes. So maybe, maybe, that's maybe where my score gets added is because of my mid iron game. I can't consistently stick it to within like 20 feet. That's do where my you, issue. Do you ever think about where to miss? Like yeah. Oh yeah. No, I definitely think about where to miss. Okay. And you know, I know that core is good enough where I'm like, all right, I want to hit on the front of the green here. I want to go a little longer. You know, I know what to do. It's just a matter of, you know, obviously actually doing it and hitting it correctly so it does what I want it to do. And whatever I do, I don't want to be here. Yeah, whatever I do, I don't want to go over there. And I do think that, and and rarely do I make those mistakes, those kind of mistakes. I do. Like, you know, on hole three, for example, like the green, like as you're looking at it, it gets real narrow in the middle because there's that off to the left, there's that swell that disappears. I never want to go that way. Very often do I ever, but I do very occasionally. Normally, I'm more right on that hole because right's fine. Right's fine. Uh, so I do, I do stay away from certain areas, and I'm very good at avoiding certain areas, but it's still just sticking it close from 150-ish. Like, I could stick it. Man, sticking it close sometimes and consistently, consistently sticking it kind of close. That's my issue. I have the confidence in a in a mid eighties round. And I am dead honest, so it will be uh it will be legit, man. Wally will keep me in check. He's a military man. He'll whoop my ass if I cheat. Have you seen some of the some of the scores coming from D B? Donnie, yeah, I saw he posted the one scar cord that one day. Yeah, seven nine twice. Yeah. Um, now, granted, I don't know what kind of course he's playing on, so I'll go ahead and talk some shit and say, let's get him on a real course and see what kind of score he shoots. Uh, well, I, he he is he's definitely playing a very very familiar. He's playing that nine holer at home. And it's no gimme, trust me. It's not a... Yeah, no, in golf, nothing in golf is a gimme, except for, like, little six. It's a well, you know, designed layout. It has some movement, at least what you consider for the state of Florida. It's away from the coast, so it's not flat. So there is some movement in the course from from tee to green on a lot of holes. Goes through big, big um, swale valley. Goes right through the middle of the golf course. And the golf course plays uh, across it, down it up it back nine nine is one of the best holes out there it's a short 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 if it was a regular hole you could drive the green but instead it's you shoot down the valley and then once you get to the it's very short. if you hit a driver and you hit it great you're going to go through the fairway yeah that's kind of how two is up the hill about 30 feet it's perched on the side of the hill is the green that is pitching severely towards the valley. If that if they had if they were mowing the greens like yours and there are some days that you there's the ball's not holding. Period. Period it's not holding. You could drop the ball at the top of the green, you can just drop the ball 
it'll hit and it'll roll off the front and then roll 30 feet off the front. But anyway, that's what he's playing. It's very familiar to him. Um, it's it's uh it's a definitely a course that would would be fun to watch him and I go out go go at either yeah. I suggested hey let's go somewhere neither of us are as familiar with let's go somewhere and play some real golf but at the same time both of us are so familiar with this place that it could definitely be an interesting yeah match I I really think that once we all have the opportunity to get together and and have a match together that it it be somewhere fun that none of us uh, have have experienced, and we put the pressure on DB. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna bring it. I, you know, and I, it's not that I don't trust Donnie because I do. I do trust. Oh yeah, Donnie. no, I, I've never even met him in person, but I trust the scores legit. Anyhow, so we actually did move on from golf, and I think we were talking about the past shows. Yeah. And um, moving forward into the yeah, second season, we all, I guess we, we all agree that it's, uh, we need to start fresh coming up here in football season. And so I'm so excited for football season. I don't, I, I'm not sure I can commit to doing five. Um, we don't have to, because like I said, I was just thinking 10, but like she was saying, uh, most seasons don't. I mean, I'm fine with doing like two, three more before football starts. Because, I mean, that still puts us one every like two to three weeks. So, talking about the shows, I guess we should mention that we uh, we dropped the ball on the QB, our, our guest for the show we were supposed to do live last night, which we're still going to get to that. But interestingly enough, before we had to cancel the show, I got a text from Chef Will's manager. And I would like to read this text. He wasn't going to be able to make it uh, yesterday either. But Chef's manager, Jay, it says, I've been trying to get in touch with Will since last night. This text came in yesterday, by the way, which was Saturday. Uh, last night, Friday night, to make sure he was ready for tonight. I have not been able to reach him. I just got off the phone with Phyllis, his third ex-wife. It seems there was a court hearing yesterday regarding Chef, Mrs. S., which I think it's Mrs. Uh, Hogan, and her dog. I know this is hard to believe, but our calm, even-tempered Chef evidently got mouthy with the judge. She had the court officers escort him out of court and sentenced him to three days community service at the Little Sisters of the Poor Homeless Shelter. He went in yesterday at noon and will not be let out until 9 a.m. Monday. And currently, I guess, he's the cook, dishwasher, and custodian. Phyllis did say not to worry. She's taking care of Chef's collection of carnivorous plants in his absence. He is sorry about the short notice. Yeah, it was two hours before show. He got thrown in the slammer. Yeah, that's for being in contempt of court. Um, that kind of makes sense because in our in our group text, I really hadn't heard from him when you know I'd sh I'd sent the the links, and it was kind of odd because he's he's generally the first person I hear from. Yeah, he responds more than I do in the text. 
and then DB, uh, when, when I didn't hear from Donnie for a little while, I kind of expected to get the text that he wasn't going to make it. So it's all good. It, it, it really, with the, um, the technical issues we were having at trying to get audio and video going and, and things, it, it really just was becoming a forced Mm-hmm. thing and I didn't want to put I didn't want to put us under that pressure and definitely not not uh the QB so that's fine it works out like it is we're going to get a little uh better planning and be ready to swing come next weekend and I will make sure that everyone is updated on the exact day and time and how to watch how to listen and then we'll definitely have a lock-in on what we're doing with these seasons. And make sure we go into season two consistent. I like what we have going, so I don't want to say anything necessarily changes forcefully. I think we let it change how it is. But we do have some things that we, we do want to add to and make it a little better experience for our listeners. And, of course, be a little more active. We're admittedly not as... And do what we say we're going to do. I'm pretty sure that was a jab from Buttons to my sons. Mm-hmm. That's about all I have for between. Oh, uh, did you watch the Open? I know. Um, Didn't really watch much of it with work and everything. Um, I was following it, um, that but I didn't actually get to watch much of it. <clears throat> I only had the opportunity to watch the Sunday round. But that was extremely fun to watch, especially I was rooting for for Cam, mm-hmm. um, knowing he was going in Sunday so well, that was super fun. It was super fun to watch my team take the win. Nobody lost it. I mean, Rory, a lot of Rory's catching a lot of shit, but he didn't lose that tournament. No, Cam just played better. Cam, yeah, Cam had five birdies in the row mm-hmm. after the turn. And I, so, yeah, Cam just won that. That's no how one I like to see golf tournaments it. won. I think Cam deserved it. I don't like seeing people miss putts to lose a tournament, but I, I don't think Rory lost that tournament. He There were a couple breaks he should have had that he didn't get, but played a spectacular round. Yeah. Overshad, you know, overshadowed by an amazing round by Cam Smith, and that was really, that was really fun to watch being a Gator fan. I haven't had that that feeling, that rush of of the of my my team coming from behind or coming and playing spectacular to win the game. Uh, so that was really really cool to watch happen. That was that came that was very close to watching uh, Tiger win the uh, was it the Tour Championship, and then you know, and then the Masters as well. That was that was close to, if not better than that, because mm-hmm. he kicked ass. So congratulations to Cam Smith. I like that, dude. Second mullet to win at the Open, mm-hmm. which is a cool, coolest stat to have, I think. Yeah, he's a crazy-looking dude. And the Claret Jug is currently like two hours from, my, from our home. Probably filled with beer. He's Probably fun filled with, with beer. From the video I've seen, anyway. <laughs> he's having yep. he's, as he should. Uh, yep. Having fun with it is a tradition of the open, 
it is a Scottish tradition. The two, the two uh, most prolific things the world knows about Scotland is golf and whiskey. So, as long as the jug has the claret jug has been around, I'm pretty sure in honor of Scottish traditions, there have been plenty of alcohol in those in that jug. So, yeah. good for him. Happy for him. That was pretty sweet to watch. Buttons, what's on your mind? Anything much? Nothing y'all want to hear about? Sure we do. Come on. No, there's nothing y'all care about. <coughs> it ain't about golf. Well, this is not a golf podcast. Just because we're breaking the rule doesn't mean that <laughs> you have to. You have to break it to. Don't mean you have to break it to. So. In our defense, it is kind of boring. That's really the only thing going right now, unless you talk about baseball. So, I want to talk for doing it. You got to have some. Uh, oh, talk about talk about kind of our our little small trip last weekend where we kind of checked out some some movie sets. Oh, and we went to see the Sandlot. Yeah, we went. We went, Bill. We went last weekend and took a day. And there's a bunch of bunch of film been a bunch of famous films have been filmed around here and uh we were able to catch a few little filming spots so, no it was just the sandlot movie yes it was well we went to actually two spots for the sandlot, sandlot. we went to three we went to the sandlot where they played just between the boys and then we went to a couple of the houses that were used for the boys and the park where benny gets chased by the dog Yes. You see the swimming pool where he got mouth to mouth with the hot. No, that isn't a different. uh, This all this was just in Salt Lake City. The Mm -hmm. pool is in Ogden. Don't quote me on that. I will look that up and let you know. But it's around here. But it's just it wasn't in Salt Lake. Yeah. Neat though. Yeah, I love the Sandlot. Good movie. Their little neighborhood. Actually, it was all three of their houses were right there. Well, it was just three of the boys. It was Scotty, yeah. Benny, and Ham. Yeah, which are right there in the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, two houses on the outside of the corner and the one house on the inside corner. Which I believe is the only house that was the only houses of the boys that were ever shown because the two brothers, I don't think it ever showed their house or the... How cool would that be to be your house? I mean, I, that I would live be in, neat. I live in... Benny's you know house. what I hate though is that people move into like, like the guy that lives in front of the Sandlot is like that he doesn't like when people stop by there. It's like so don't move somewhere that you know people are gonna come by. Yeah, don't buy a famous house if you don't want people driving by. Oh yeah, put a baseball field out there. Build a sand That's baseball I mean. field. If and... I lived there, I would totally make it into the Sandlot. This was actually part of the set, so when it when they were done filming, it was torn down. There is an actual cool story about the treehouse, though. The tree that the treehouse was in or whatever. Uh-huh. It was actually the guy that made the movie was driving to work one day to the set or whatever. And this man was trying to chop down a tree in his yard. And he loved <laughs> the tree. So he stopped and said, hey, I'll cut it down and if I can take it with me. So, so he did. He cut the tree down and used that tree. They cemented it in the ground and put the treehouse in it. That's cool. Uh, but we did leave there, and we went up to uh, Park City to try to find uh, a couple spots that 
Dumb and Dumber were filmed. There's actually only yeah. one spot, and it was when they come into Aspen, and it was yeah. the scene where they're on the little motorbike, and they park, and he Lloyd gets off. He's and frozen to him. He's frozen yep. to him. They had a, a festival going on on that particular street, yep. and it was a nightmare. It was. It was bad. So, we were like, eh, we'll come back. Yeah, we were like, eh, never mind. And we didn't make it to the apartments from Dumb and Dumber that was on Salt Lake. And then right around here, it was, it's been a while uh, since we've done it, and I still owe Buttons a trip, but Footloose was filmed, like, right here, close to here, it very close to here. It was filmed in Provo, Orem. <laughs> the original what, Footloose. Payson, how do you spell that? Yeah. Payson sounds good to me. Is that how you say it? Well, we had the pizza and stuff that one day. Yeah, I don't. I'm going with Payson. It was right oh, down Payton? the road. Have you seen our? Have you, seen our, have you been watching our uh, pop figures grow collection grow? Mm-hmm. It's been more every time. My new one is Post yeah. Malone. Post Malone Hashtag is the. Hashtag Post Malone. Maybe he'll come on our show. You can't see who That'd any cool. of them are from where you are, can you? No, my I mean, I could see kind of. I know what they are, but I couldn't tell that they were pop figures. I think. Uh, well, you got Jiminy Cricket on the bottom in the very middle. Mm-hmm. All right, so on the very, do you remember Ren and Stimpy? Yeah. You watch Ren and Stimpy? Yeah, I love Ren and Stimpy. All right, so I got Powdered Toast Man over there on the bottom. Uh, I got a few singers: Freddie Mercury, Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, Machine Gun Kelly, Post Malone. Arthur from Sword in the Stone. Arthur from Sword oh, in the Stone. Oh, you forgot Judge Smales. Oh, we got Judge Smales over there on the bottom left. Yep. From Caddyshack and Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Right. It's been fun. It's been fun to get those. I don't know why. I used to love bobbleheads. But what I hated about bobbleheads were um, a lot of them were made very cheaply. Yeah. And uh, even some of the best ones that I had still, you know, broke and had problems. But mm. these are kind of like the, you know, they're kind of the same. They, they, uh, They look the same, so I don't know. And they're kind of I themed, didn't like so. them when they first come out, but as they started making the ones that I like, like the characters that I liked. So anyhow, I guess that'll probably wrap us up. You got a golf game coming up. We need to get you. Uh, you need to get. Yeah, I got to go to the chipping green or the practice putting green, and we don't want to cut into that um, driving range. I got to make sure my drives go in the fairway today. Let's get a. Um, let me get. I just want a turn update at the turn. How you how you doing? How you feeling? But really, just shot by shot, keeping it within your bag. I think uh, that low number's there. Fairways, fairways, buddy. It's so much easier. Even even chipping and putting's easy when you're playing from the fairways. I think you got that number in you today. I think I do. All right, my man. We appreciate you joining us, folks. We appreciate you. Listening. Always a pleasure. Oh, it was thank a pleasure. you, everyone, for listening. Uh, your introduction to Between Two Shows, officially episode five and a half. Don't forget to follow us Instagram, Twitter, at Not A Golf Pod. You can listen to us, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course, we're on YouTube. Listen, follow, download, share, do all the clicks. On behalf of our criminal chef, Will, everybody here at Caddy's Whiskey Tavern, The Mineral from Anchorage, Alaska, Buttons and I, that's a wrap.
salty as fuck, which I love. Mm. 